Welcome to No Small Talk. A podcast for people who hate awkward, boring small talk and are looking for interesting conversations and deeper connection. I'm Ebony. And I'm Sherry. Uh, they cannot do what they want. I got my freedom of speech. I get to say what I want. They cannot lock me outside. I walk in right through the front. With a big back like I'm back. Uh, you need to get my respect. Today, we interrupt our relationship series for a special discussion on our mothers in honor of Mother's Day. Mother's Day is certainly a special day for many of us, but for some, it's also a day that can be hard, painful, and emotionally triggering. There are some of us who still have our mothers here with us, but to pick up the phone and explain to our mothers why they make us happy and why we're grateful to have them in our lives is difficult because we're just not used to having those mushy discussions. For some of us, we no longer have our mothers with us physically and processing those emotions and being able to talk on the phone to deal with those emotions may not necessarily be something that's easy for us to do. And then there are others who are still waiting and expecting to have their own children. In today's episode, we make room for all of those emotions and we discuss all of those feelings. We discuss lessons learned from our mothers and we have our special friend and guest, Didi Faloye. Didi lost her mother 10 years ago and she finds ways to celebrate her mother every day. We hope that you enjoy this conversation, that it's meaningful to you, that it blesses you. Stay tuned, relax, and enjoy. Hi, Ebony. Hello, my dear Sherry. How are you? It's Mother's Day, so I'm doing good. It is Mother's Day, and we're celebrating with our friend, Didi. Hi, Didi. Hi, Hi, ladies. How are you? Didi Faloye. Didi Faloye, the Yoruba goddess. Yes. (laughs) Didi, can you you say your name? I know I'm jacking up your last name. I don't have the accent like you You do. You said it right. Can you say my name is Didi Faloye or um, Dolapo Faloye? Can you say it in Yoruba for our listeners? Hello, everyone. My name is Dolapa Faloye, also known as Didi. Can you say it in Yoruba? <laughs> I thought that's, okay. that was, that was um, Everybody, um, a, a cool Mother's Day. Or will call me Dolapa Faloye. I want you to yes. also call me Didi. Mm-hmm. Yes, Didi. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Didi. And happy Mother's Day to Ebony. Ebony Thank has five you. kids. We all know that. Thank Happy you, Mother's Day, Day Ebony, Ebony. and Thank all you, of our mothers out there. Um, I know it's not easy, and sometimes you feel tired and alone, discouraged, and probably emotionally bankrupt. But on this day, I pray that God will continue to deposit strength, courage, wisdom, confidence, love, and grace, everything that you need yeah. to keep going. And I thank you. We thank you. We honor you for surrendering yourself to him and allowing yourself to be used by him allowing him to manifest his word through you his word being your children the word that he declared decreed and predestined and we know that his word will not return void but it will return full your children will continue to bring you glory and they will do great things here on earth and to those who are waiting and expecting children i ask that you keep pushing 
delay is not denial, and we know that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are asking for, thinking for, and imagining. And when his time is ready, the children that we give birth to would not just be ordinary children, but they will be world leaders, CEOs, executives, vice presidents, presidents of companies and countries. And while we are waiting, in the meantime, we have the ability to birth creativity, to birth power, to birth ideas. Our time is not going to be wasted. By the time that our children do join us, the solutions that we would have been, we would have given birth to would be there for them to also cultivate. So there's hope for all of us. There's encouragement, support, God. We believe in you. And we just ask that you continue to guard us, protect us, and care for us in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Thanks for that, Sherry. <sighs> no problem. Excellent. Sherry prays so all. well. I know she does. She really, really does. Yeah. Oh, wow. <sighs> okay. So I thought that was necessary because I know Mother's Day is full of emotions and people are in different places, feeling different ways. And so um, whenever Ebony and I talk to each other, our conversations, we certainly encourage each other and pray for right. each other. So we wanted to share that with our guests. And I'm um, same with you, Didi. So Okay, so it's Mother's Day, and today we each are going to share the three lessons that we've learned from our mothers in our lifetime, lessons that we continue to live by, um, and I guess I will go first. <laughs> yep. Um, um, so my mother and I are very different, but my mother has um, imparted some knowledge to me, things that I continue to live by. One of the things that She has taught me that, um, I would say is a a foundation for my life is that no one can define or dictate what your relationship with God should be or what your worship to him should look like. Um, you know, I thank God for my parents every day for gifting me with the, uh, with my religion. Um, but most importantly, my mom, because she was open, my mom and my father did not, um, come together with the same religion, but my mom raised us not knowing religion. She just raised us um, knowing who God is in general. So we didn't know what Christianity was, what Judaism, what Islam was. I didn't know any of that until maybe I was 11. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, prayer was very important to her. And my mom, whether she was, she would go to church, whether she would go to mosque, whatever, um, it didn't matter to her where she was as long as she had a relationship with God and she prayed to God. And that's something that she um, raised us with. And, you know, as a matter of fact, you know, my mom, she would each night um, say this prayer to us that I kid you not, guys, I still remember. Like, and I was talking to my sister about this laughing, like I say it every night. Um, and, and it's a very simple, basic prayer is, oh, Lord, our heavenly father, we thank thee for the food we eat. We thank thee for all that you have been doing to us. May you please continue to be with us, guide us, protect us from the evil of the world. That's just her prayer that she taught us. And we continue to say just automatically. And I think that's important to know because um, we think that when we're speaking to our children, they don't remember, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that in my 30s, I would still be reciting the prayer that my mom taught me when I was four or five years old. So don't forget, you know, while we are speaking to our children and praying with our children and praying for our children, those matter, those words matter and they stick with us. So I thank my mom for that. Um, You know, my mother, she's somebody, you know, again, we don't, she doesn't go by religion or rules. You know, 
we're Muslim and in Islam, there's a bunch of rules. Like they say that we can't wear nail polish or anything. And there are times where I've gone to the mosque with my mother and someone is looking at her and they will point out her nail polish. And my mom is like, excuse me, is that what you came here for? Because I came to pray. <laughs> and that's all <laughs> <Good>. that matters. <laughs> that's all that matters to her. And um, I, I thank her for, for that foundation. Um, the other thing that I thank my mom for, the other lesson that um, um, she has taught me is um, the lesson of loving myself unconditionally and thinking highly of myself. My mother is, um, I would say she's pretty quiet. She can come off shy, but my mom has a lot of um, quiet confidence about her. And it's something that she imposes <laughs> on her children. Um, I remember, you know, recently I went to Mecca with my mother and I felt like everybody there was looking at me. And I remember asking her, like, why is everyone looking at me? And she was like, do you see how beautiful you are? Aww, <laughs> Just like, that. That. mind you, I had no Aww. makeup on. Like, I went to Mecca with no makeup. I was just going to be bare. And I'm like, I am not even cute right now. And she's like, Chevy, you don't even see what I see. And it's a shame. Aww. And she says that all of the time. Like, are you sure you love yourself? Are you sure you have confidence mm. in yourself? But she reminds me that we each deserve to have a certain level of confidence and a certain level mm -hmm. of awareness that we don't need to see from other people. Like, how we think of ourselves should matter most and it should just be all that matters really so thank you mommy <laughs> and I would say the last lesson um is the lesson of resiliency my mom you know um is a warrior and she's again she's a very quiet warrior I think anyone who sees my mom they don't see her as a very like loud bold person but she's a very quiet confident warrior um one that never gives up in the face of adversity and i remember there was a time where i was working before um before law school right after my um undergrad like my first job after undergrad i was working as a paralegal a legal assistant secretary for this small law firm and after a while my boss was just very demeaning and rude and I just felt like his verbal abuse was manifesting itself physically. Like I was getting a cyst under my arm. Like every time he spoke to me, I would have a headache. And whenever, and when I, I remember going home and telling my mom, I was going to quit, that I couldn't take it. It was just too much. And guys, she went off on me. Like she went in. This was a time where I thought she was going to empathize with me and, and, and support my decision to leave. But um, she was upset. And she took me into the car and just had this one-on-one -on -one conversation. And she essentially said, do you think that if I quit every time someone said something nasty to me, every time my boss said something nasty to me, I would be here today? Do you think you would have this house today? Do you think you guys would be here today? And she started to recount everything she had to go through as an immigrant coming into this country. She said, you know, her bosses told her, her my mouth smells, my mouth, they would tell me that my mouth smells, that I look <laughs> like an African monkey, you know, they would tell oh, me God. that I stink, and I'm just in the closet oh, with no. my mouth open, like, I went from being upset with my mom to my mouth open, because she's never expressed this to me, right, right? and I never would have thought that we would live in a world where somebody can say that to That's someone crazy. else, yeah. to their employee, and my mom said, with all of that, she knew at the end of the day she needed that paycheck to take care of her children, to support her home, and pay the bills. 
And that those their words were not going to be what was going to stop her from, you know, attaining her goal. And so after hearing that, there was just no way I could give up, right, and quit my job. So I was like, okay, fine. But, you know, I thought that was a powerful lesson and one that I've carried because we all are going to find ourselves in difficult situations, situations where we feel like quitting and giving up. But we need to be reminded of our end goal and let our end goal carry us through. So, again, thanks, Mom. That was really nice. Those are my three lessons. Yeah, thank you for sharing, Sherry. No so problem. I, that was nice. I think that um, some of the things that you did mention, well, for me, if I, since I'm next, I guess I'll, I'll go. Um, as far as the lessons that I feel like I've learned from my mom, similar to the one that you um, mentioned earlier was prayer. My mom always, mm-hmm. even until now, she's always stressing to me um, the importance of praying for your children and praying for your marriage. Um, one of the things that she always says is don't wait for your children to be adults. Start praying for them now. You know, like she's like, start praying for them, start decreeing in their lives, what you want for them and what you yep. want the outcome to be from the day that they're born. You know, as you bathe your children in the morning, she says, pray, speak into the water, speak and pray over them, what it is that you want God to do for them and do in their lives. So that's one of the things that I um, have been doing. Um, um, and, um, I want my children to grow up seeing that that's, you know, that's what we do and knowing that it's important to pray for themselves. It's important to pray for their kids. It's important to pray for as a family. So we try to make sure that we do that. So our kids see that and they grow up, um, with that, um, instilled in them. So the second thing I would say that I learned from my mom is, um, to, you know, look for the positive in all things. So like, no matter what the situation is, you know, try to look for the good in it. Um, what is the lesson that God is trying to teach you or God wants you mm-hmm. to learn from the situation that you're in? A lot of times we find ourselves in tough situations or we might be going through something either at work or we're going through something in a marriage or a relationship that's tough. My mom has always taught me like, okay, it's a bad situation. Yes, we understand that. But sometimes God puts us in certain situations because he wants us to learn from it. He's preparing Mm -hmm. us for something bigger. This hurdle is through this situation that we're going to learn and be able to handle, you know, what God has in store for us, what's coming next. Um, So that's another um, lesson that I've learned from my mom. Um, And the last lesson I would say that I learned from my mom is to... Um, you know, just live in the moment, you know, and, and embrace, embrace, you know, the, the present, um, enjoy each day with your family. Um, this is something that I also discuss with my friends who are also mothers, um, is that we really have to just enjoy the season that we're in. Like there's some, there will be some days that we're overwhelmed and stressed out, but this is the season that we're in with our kids, especially those of us who have little kids enjoy it. This is a time that you cannot get back again. They're going to grow up and there's going to be a time where they're not going to even want to hang out with you. They're going to be like, mom, leave me alone. You know, like, yo. Um, so just enjoy and the moment that you're in with your kids and your family. And the time goes by fast. Like I was oh, on yes. your Instagram stories the other day, Ebony, and I, you have pictures of the three girls, um, Chidima and Amarachi, Chidima, mm-hmm. Amarachi and Kalechi. Right. you in the picture I think you were saying that she snuck in the picture and yeah. I'm like oh my god look how big they are like they're so tall and 
Amarachi is a little fashionista. She had her belt. Mm-hmm. Not Amarachi. That one was Kalechi. That one, no, no. That one was, you see all of your kids, all your, that one was Chitima. Chitima. Chitima had the belt around her waist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was like, <laughs> little bit fashionista, but you're right. The time goes by so quickly. So it is best to, you know, cherish the moment and be present in this moment, no matter how stressful it could be. Right. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't, you don't get it back. No, you don't. Um, mm-hmm. And they stop asking for the hugs, right? They get more independent. Let me tell you, yeah, I'm starting to see that already thing. in my son, where he's like, I'm like, okay, the girls are still, they'll give me a kiss goodnight to bed. And I'm like, CJ, do you want to give me a kiss? And he just gives me this look like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> men don't kiss. I'm too big for that. I don't men don't kiss mommies. Yeah. So, yeah, so that I'm, that's, I'm trying to practice that right now because there are times where it can be a little overwhelming. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me just enjoy this because they're going to grow up. They're going to be teenagers before I even realize it. And everyone that I see that sees me with the kids are like, enjoy them now. Enjoy them while they're young. I hear that all the time. So there must be something in that. And my mom even told me the same thing. So there must be something behind that. So I'm trying to be more intentional about enjoying the moment, no matter how stressful it is. This is part of the process, right? This is part of being a mom and growing up with the kids and just try to spend those um, moments with them and foster memories that they're going to grow up having. And, you know, they're going to look back and say, we did this with our mom and dad. We went here. We, you know, we spent time together, quality time together as a family. Um, so right. try to do that. So right. Didi, it's your turn. Thank you. Wait, but you know what, before Didi goes, I think it's just important to note um, the reason why we asked Didi to join us. Um, Didi is a very good friend of Ebony's and I's. We've known Didi for a long time. But when we thought about this episode, we thought about having someone who, you know, does not have their mother with us today physically. Um, but of course, we celebrate her spiritually. And um, Didi is just one of those people, one of our friends who, you know, despite losing her mother physically, Didi talks about her mother all of the time um and you know she talked her about her mother with happiness and joy and so we wanted to share you know Didi with you all and also to let our friends our sisters who have lost their mother physically know that we are there for them we see you we hear you we acknowledge you and we continue to pray for you and um so that's why we have Didi and I'll just let Didi take on from here Oh my God, thank you so much, Sherry and Ebony. I really appreciate you guys. Um, so the first thing my mom has always, um, growing up, she's always really emphasized on being a woman, um, being addressed as a woman, no matter the situation. In my family, I am the youngest of four. And, you know, sometimes I would feel as though my siblings weren't being fair or they were taking advantage of me. Because, you know, growing up, I was very, very shy. And a lot of times I wouldn't be able to communicate my emotions. So one of the first lessons my mom instilled in me is make sure they are addressing you. You may be the youngest, but make sure they're addressing you as a woman. You're going to grow up to be a woman. So um, the first thing was getting my siblings to adhere to that and then always making sure whether I'm in school whether I'm at work even amongst my friends always make sure that that respect is there and you're gaining um 
you're gaining from from being around from being around her I'm learning from her because my mom was very soft-spoken as well but she always commanded a lot of respect right so you know I've taken that to my friendship even into my marriage and up until now it's really one of the um, most important things I've learned is just make sure that wherever you go you're representing yourself as a woman and as I'm getting older I I that I really appreciate her telling me that. Um, the next thing I, I would say is being a leader and creating my own lane. Um, I would say myself, I'm a very free spirit person. I, you know, I always resisted peer pressure growing up. I didn't do, I, you know, I don't do, or growing up, I didn't most of the things that my friends were doing I just always was in my own world but I know that I do care for the people in my life so um you know just being a leader um making my own rules even if it didn't work for other people not letting other people judge me or putting me in a box um I would say um I've always been involved in the performing arts growing up and a lot of people a lot of my friends or in the community, in the Nigerian community, weren't a part of that. Everybody wanted either to be a doctor or in the medical field. And both of my parents are in the medical field. But I just found that, you know, being in the performing arts was something I really wanted to do. Um, let's see. I met you. I met you while you were performing. I met you at a, a yeah. Independence Day I think I it was think like the so. Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Nigerian Independence Contest. You were performing. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. what is this girl? You had these braids mm-hmm. going down like a mohawk. <laughs> yes, a mohawk, definitely. Yes, I, I, I definitely met you as a performer. <laughs> yeah. So I would say the third thing that um, my parents or my mom let's say, instilled in me is before you make any decision, think about the positives and the negatives and think about how it's going to affect your parents. You know, of course, my parents are not from here. They're from Nigeria. So a lot of times they probably couldn't communicate with us. And there's always that cultural difference of the way they grew up and the way we were growing up. So my mom would always just tell me, when you're going out, think of me, think of your father, think about the negatives and the positives. And I still do that now. I don't try to, I don't try to do too much or I'm all, I, I'm not really a cautious person, but I'm, I'm very, I think about a lot of the decisions that I make. I think about things. My, I think about words before I say them out because, you know, I don't really want to hurt anyone's feelings. Um, it's just really guide me into my adulthood, how to behave when you're in certain places and just being a well-rounded person. Yeah. I think that's important because I think sometimes it is difficult, you know, as, um, Nigerian Americans, us being first generation Americans, we don't, we can sometimes be conflicted with our Nigerian values and our American values, right? And sometimes we forget the culture that we're raised with outside of the house. So, 
you know, Mm -hmm. having your mom teach you, like, wherever you go, you represent not just yourself, but your mother, your father, your family, all those that came Mm -hmm. um, before you in our culture. And and I I do think that's a strong lesson. Yep, I agree. So I I think it's good that you have those traditions, right, with your siblings, um, traditions and ways that you, you know, keep your mother in your memories that you remember what she has taught you. Um, I think it's great that, you know, you remember her dishes. I know a lot of times us growing up, we don't want to stay in the kitchen with our mothers, but it's when we become adults that we appreciate those moments. And so I'm glad that from the very beginning, you saw value in being with your mother and learning from her in those ways, in a way that you can use to honor her today. So that's awesome. Um, And, you know, you do speak about your mother as if she was living, you know, for a long time, you know, I would always think to myself, I don't know how Didi does it. Like she speaks about her mother and she has a smile on her face and she's not crying. I'm sure she deals with her emotions, you know, when she's home and she processes some of her emotions when she's by herself. But when you're in public, Didi, I mean, you really do talk about your mother and you're able to laugh and just talk about her like she was there and she would be laughing with you. So I think that that's definitely a strength that you have um but you know we all know like you know dealing with that is not easy and it can be awkward even with people who are your friends who are experiencing it with you are there things that you would advise people to say or not to say do or not do when you know they're trying to support a friend who may have lost their mother or a loved one in your experiences, how have you dealt with some of those awkward interactions? Honestly, I wouldn't say anything is awkward when you're dealing with a loss or, you know, adjusting in this journey. I would say of myself, um, death is um, a part of life that we have to deal with. If I hadn't lost my mother, I wouldn't know, how the next person who may have lost their mom, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have an idea into their struggles and just trying to, you know, keep their, keep their balance. I wouldn't have an idea. So I just believe it's just one of those things until you go through it, you honestly wouldn't, this, you, I couldn't explain it. So there, um, I can't say there's the right thing to say. I can't say there's the wrong thing to say. Um, just if you have supportive people around you, if you're in a supportive environment, in a supportive household, that's all that matters. Um, I know that there are times when, you know, when this happened, um, it's been over 10 years, I would still talk about my mom in the, in the present. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends and people around me, they would do the same. So I really appreciated that instead of them making me feel, you know, out of place or what are you doing? So I just believe just surround yourself with supportive people. And that's all that matters. Thanks. Speaking of support, I think that's um, a good transition. Um, you know, earlier before we started the episode, or um, discussing the lessons that we learned from our mom. I talked about mothers feeling, you know, stressed out. You know, of course, you guys are carrying a lot of weight, a lot of responsibility. You are raising next generation of leaders. Um, Whether you're single or whether you're doing it with 
your husband, it still can take a lot of work and energy effort out of you. And so Ebony, you know, nurturing and taking care of a household, I'm sure sometimes you feel stressed and burnt out. Um, And that's a feeling that's probably shared with many of our listeners. What are some ways that you re-energize yourself? What are some ways that you go um, get support? What are some ways that you stay encouraged in order to do the job that you do on a daily basis? So you're right, Sherry, right? It's not every day is not going to be easy. You're going to have days where you're definitely going to feel overwhelmed. It comes with the territory of being a mother. And if you're, whether you're a working mother, whether you're a stay at home mother, guess what? (laughs) It's the same thing. You're going to be overwhelmed regardless. Um, so what I try to do to encourage myself or just kind of keep myself grounded is I do what I can and I do my best. People tell me, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're super mom. I know I'm not a super mom. (laughs) You know, I like to hear that. It makes me feel good when people say that to me, you know, encourages me. But listen, I do what I can and I do my best. Uh, Mothers, we're great at multitasking. We could take on many different things at the same time. We're taking care of the babies. We're reading emails. We're doing this, blah, blah, blah. But what I find that has been working for me even more recently is single tasking when it comes to Mm. dealing with the children, right? Focusing on one thing at a time. For me, that, that has been the most effective recently for me. Um, there's a quote that I saw, um, a few weeks ago and it says, don't prioritize your schedule, schedule your priorities. So one of the other things that I try to do is I create daily to do lists every day. It helps me remember what it is that I need to do. And it makes me, it makes me, helps me stay on top and be more efficient is whatever is most important, important. I prioritize and I put on there, like this has to get done. You know, because one of the things that's important, like having a to-do list that you never can scratch things off doesn't make sense. It's like a waste of time. A lot of people have to-do lists and you find yourself carrying over to the next day um, half of the stuff that was on your list, right? You don't get through it. So for me, I put down things that I know needs to get done, right? And I try my hardest by single tasking and focusing on that thing at that time to make sure that I'm able to get it done. And if I don't get it done, because you're going to have days where you don't, because you're having an overwhelming day, maybe with work or with the kids and so forth, I make sure that I don't beat myself up about it. And another thing that I do is I lean on my girlfriends. So Sherry, you know, mm, you know, that's like what I wanted to touch. I, on. Yeah. I call you and I vent, listen, if I'm having a bad day, they're hearing about it, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times they will definitely encourage me, you know, to keep going and like, you know, it's normal. This is like I mentioned earlier, a season in our lives, it's, it, you're going to be stressed. It's part of life. You know, life is going to throw curveballs, but that's just part of the growth process. Right. But just have being able to talk to other people and just have them to listen. They don't even have to give you advice, but just having someone listen to you and just letting it out, just having an outlet makes you feel better. Well, makes me feel better. So if you have girlfriends or you have family members or sisters or a husband or spouse, anyone that you can speak to when you're having a really bad day, I find that it's therapeutic for me to have someone that will listen, you know, and hear, you know, what it is that I'm going through. So that's I'm my so little spiel. I'm so glad that you brought that up, Ebony, because I do feel like sometimes females, um, mothers, wives, feel like they have to go through this alone I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes there might be some shame in admitting that you can't do it all or right. you're having a hard time dealing with it all and you know they're just dealing with all of these 
by themselves. They're managing, you know, what's that philosophy on um, suffering and smiling, right? Right. You know, in the outside world, in public, they look like they have it all together. Mm -hmm. But when they're home, you know, it's just a hot mess. And so I'm glad that you say one of your tools is relying on your friends and your network. Mm -hmm. I do think that that can be valuable. And I don't think there's any shame with admitting that. And as you speak to people, you find out that you're not the only one. Right. But it's by speaking with other people that you get to share ideas, right? There might be things that Ebony is doing that you didn't think about doing. Um, Or, you know, whoever your friend you know, whoever else one of your friends is as a mother, she might mention something that you didn't even consider evidence. Right. But we wouldn't know unless we got on the phone and start chatting and being honest about our feelings and our struggles. I have a, a group, a mommy group chat with um, three of my other girlfriends who are mothers as well, and we're all we're all the same age, um, and we piggyback back and forth, like even texting like pictures of meals, like meal preps, or do you have any thirty minute meal ideas? You know, we'll text each other that. Um, you know, just like encouraging each other, giving each other little ideas of things, hacks that we have on how to do certain things. And it helps to have that, that network of friends that you can rely on. Even my friends who are not mothers who are married or single, I find that they have been very supportive as well. And when I need to talk to, you know, talk to them about things that I'm going through as well. So, yep. Good. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks. Thanks. Um, does anyone have any last words before we wrap up our episode? So um, my final words are, I'm just really proud of you women, you and Ebony. Um, you guys, I see you guys as strong pillars in the community, in the diaspora, and you're very innovative. And just, you're keeping up with the times and just continue doing what you're doing. That's all. Thank you, Didi. Thanks, Didi. We appreciate that. Yes, we do. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you. And thank you for being you. Thank you for being honest and authentic. Thank you for being strong. You definitely are a strong person. You know, having to lose your mother, your best friend, and still live purposely and live with Mm. kindness and still be able to be a blessing to others. We thank you. And thank you you for all of your support and your friendship. Thank you. It's an honor. I hope I wasn't too nervous. I tried. <laughs> you were great. You were perfect. You were perfect. And Ebony, any last words of advice for our mothers and soon to be mothers? Um, ladies, enjoy the day. Today's Mother Day, Mother's Day. Celebrate yourselves. Be celebrated. And for those who aren't mothers but are looking to be mothers, God is gonna provide that for you. Just keep trusting in God. You know, He's He's gonna meet yeah. you at your needs. Um, but also celebrate today as well. You are future, you are mothers in the making. Okay. So you can yeah, celebrate as well. <laughs> so the, and enjoy yourself. Amen. Amen. Thanks everyone. Thanks for joining us on our very special Mother's Day edition. We hope that there was a space for everyone to feel included in this conversation and feel free to share your questions, ideas, comments with us. See you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. On God. Come from a place that goes so hard. I'm not afraid of words, you can bring the bar. If you don't want problems, then don't start. Don't start. They told me shut up and dribble. Tell your president, act presidential. Bottom line, I won't keep quiet, not this time. Not this time.